Yes. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. My friends, I was thinking today, and it started me thinking down a different path. I was thinking, why is it do I get so many people that listen to me for very long periods of time before they take action? And, you know, I tried to rationalize it back and forth, and, you know, and I started saying, okay, and by the way, I just had another two-day seminar. David Fisher did one, did a great job, and so a couple hundred more people signed up. And I have everybody talk to me after each person signs up, and then we do a little, you know, interview with them and find out what they thought about the program. And one of the questions is, you know, when did you first hear about us and when did you first sign up? And there seems to be quite a bit of distance between that on some people. Some people hear it the first two or three times they hear us, boom, they join up, they go, that's it, that's where I need to be. And most people who end up joining up say that they joined up because what they were hearing was almost exactly what they were thinking. In other words, you're not really learning anything from me. You're just aligning with someone else that believes the same thing that you do. And I think that that's um, a safe and reliable way to make decisions. Uh, although I would suggest that uh, the education information is probably more important. I understand this is a entertainment show and that many of you are just listening just to hear me and go, boy, that crazy dude. You know, and he says it like, I wish I could say it. I wish I could walk into my boss and tell my boss the stuff he's saying over the air. And I pre you probably wonder how I get away with saying it over the air, you know, why I'm not drowned out by all the liberals and all the uh, crazy wacko politician people and uh, whatever, you know, people out there. And, and the reality is, is that the only reason I'm not is because I'm saying what you want to hear. You guys are keeping me on the air. Uh, you know, there's going to be those people out there that don't want to hear what I have to say. Um, 
But there's many, many, many of you that every single day keep my show on the air by simply listening and responding. And so keep it up. I appreciate it. But today, what I want to do is I'm going to go down that path that I was going down at the beginning of the show here, which was, why is it people don't take action? And I'm going to call it the head in the sand theory. And I'm going to work on this theory today about why you know you need to take action to change the stuff in your life. You keep on doing the stuff you're doing, yet you expect to get a different result is the definition of insanity. We've all heard that a thousand times, right? And yet you keep on doing. And yet I think you keep on expecting. And you keep on hoping. And maybe it's because you're just too lazy to do anything about it. I find myself in that situation many, many times, especially at 63 years old. I find myself getting up in the morning going, you know, I just don't want to work out today. I say, well, Dale, you know all the logical reasons. Yeah, I know the logical reasons. I just don't want to do it. Well, you know, you feel better if you do it. I know the positive reasons. I go, I know the positive reasons. Well, then why aren't you going to do it? Because I'm 63 years old and I don't have to do it if I don't want to do it because I'm going to die sometime in the near future. And whether or not I have one more ab or one less ab or whatever, blah, 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 you know, I'm rationalize yourself right out of it. It's laziness. I just don't want to go do it, right? I find myself that way with doing chores. I mean, I let my chores build up on me. It's a weird thing. I don't know if you do this or not, if you know anybody like this, but I found that, you know, like I'm sitting here and I start projects. And so I've got one, two, three, five projects sitting out there in my living room right now, my family room, uh, that have come in the mail, things I'm doing now. I've got a lot of new hobbies going on. I've got in the yard, we're doing our summer projects in the yard. In the garage, I'm building some things. And so I've got all these projects going on. And what happens is along with that, I've got all these questionnaires that come in to me from people all over the country right after they take the two-day because I want to know each one of you. I want to talk to you. And that's how I've kept the business in line for 30 years is to stay, you know, keep that ear on the ground and hear what people are saying. So I'm, I always prioritize that. And that always says, okay, it's easier for me to sit down to the computer right now and take some emails than it is, you know, to do this. But sometimes I go, like, you know what, I'm just not in the mood to talk to anybody. Nope, I just don't want to talk to anybody at all, so I'm going going to just not do my emails. I'll let them sit there. And for me, if I don't do emails for two days, I've got 200 emails. It's just crazy. And so then one day I go, okay, come on. And whether I just sit down to the computer by myself or I sit down with a glass of wine and go, this is going to be an hour or two of dwelling into people's needs, you know, giving back, whatever. It's always that way with me. I get into these things where I get very, very productive and major things change in my life. And then I get complacent. I was complacent uh, the last couple of weeks or months, actually, because of the COVID thing. has been getting into my brain. And I really wasn't paying attention to all of my income. Now, I have many, many, many different companies and different types of investments of different types. And I track them all. But for the last two months, I sort of just stopped tracking. When I woke up the other day, and I said, you know, I better get back on top of this. It's, I'm already a month behind. So I went back and put in all the data, all the different companies and businesses and the income. And I go, wow, COVID has taken a bite out of my total income. Now, it hasn't taken a bite out of my net worth because I'm not living backwards on my money. My money is living forward. And that's one of the things I want to get across to you today is that savings isn't the secret to retiring. Earnings is the secret, passive income. And so my passive income could fluctuate. And because I have so much passive income, it can fluctuate quite largely 
and still not affect my cost of living because I live, quite honestly, I live on less than one-tenth of what I earn a month. I know that's hard for you to believe, but I do. And the rest just gets stuck away in more accounts and collects more interest and earns more money or buys something new, new investments, new businesses. And I'm not saying that to impress you, but to impress upon you. That's where this all ends up. Everybody goes, well, what's the exit strategy? Do I finally get to sell all my stuff and just have a pile of money? No, that's not the solution. The pile of money should be buying you more stuff that creates more income. And the more income it creates, the better your quality of life. But at some point, the quality of your life, guys, I mean, look me up on the Internet. Look up where I live, and you'll see my home and pictures and so forth. I live in a mansion, paid in full. I drive four expensive cars, paid in full. I'm not telling you this, Dubrack. I'm telling you I don't even care about that. I'm at the level of consumption. There is a point where you are totally satiated by consumption. And then it just becomes a system. And like I said, I let my system slip a few few days, weeks, months in a row. And then I get back on my system. But the system is in place. And you need that system of producing passive streams of income. Then when the COVID thing comes up, you go, oh, my God. We're, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be issues. But I'm still going to make money, and I'm still going to make way more money than what I need to live. And that's the whole scheme of things. And as we look at this thing today, I wanted to look it up and see what it was doing to everybody else. And so I went in and went to Forbes and looked for what they had to say. And there's an article here called How COVID-19 Has Changed Retirement Planning. Uh, Forbes advisor commissioned a U.S. Gov survey of 9,675 U.S. adults to get a deeper read on how coronavirus has impacted retirement planning. All right. With more than 36 million people filing for unemployment since all this crisis begun, 36 million people filing for unemployment, you would think that there would be some type of a major turnaround in people's retirement belief system. They go, man, this is a disaster. This is a pandemic. And yet I believe that everybody else out there believes that this isn't going to affect anything. It's really the way they're acting, uh, what would it be called physically, which is financially. Financially, they're acting as if it doesn't mean anything to our family. And so the businesses out there that got on top of this and took advantage of all of the stimulus packages, and I think a couple of my companies got involved because in, they were in position to uh, line up with what was being offered. Uh, so they lined up and got some of that stimulus money, uh, and which involved allowing us to keep employees working even during a time when we can't really do business in many of my companies. I mean, there's just not a lot of showing houses, not a lot of selling houses, not a lot of um, doing, there's no doing seminars live. We're doing them all over the internet. So our, our volume of business has been retarded, right? And even so, we're still here. 
We'll take a short break. Be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about the head in the sand investment theory system. Uh, that's what I'm calling your approach to the COVID virus, pandemic, destructive, environmental, physical, financial, total destructions going on around us. Whereas psychologically, we all know that it is destroying us. Uh, but we haven't figured out yet that financially it's destroying us. So the government came back and created all these business opportunities to protect the businesses. But they also created some opportunities for people to change their retirement approach and to do some things that they know is productive for you financially. I've been talking about them for years, and they just made them possible. And you gotta ask yourself this question, why is it that I've been talking about doing it for years, and then when the government thinks that there's really a lot of problems going on, they recommend and make it available to do? Hmm, interesting. That which they don't want you to do when they're trying to control and manipulate you, when it becomes time to try to save the day, they change their theory. So what is the theory? The theory is the 401k and that it's an effective tool for a retirement plan. Now, first of all, just to finish up here with what the government survey came up with, it said, we'd expected to uncover, this is Forbes saying this, we had expected to uncover material changes in people's retirement strategies. But what we found was more muted. For example, only 5% of those surveyed had made any changes to their asset allocation uh, response to the COVID-19. So it goes on and says, now the CARES Act signed in March made three significant changes to the rules governing certain tax advantage retirement accounts. Now, like I said, why did they do that? Because they know as well as I know, I've been telling you this for 30 years, these things don't work. And they're saying, okay, let's let these people out of these stupid 401ks. And the first one is it doubled the amount one can take out of your 401k. So in other words, what you could take out of your 401k before was you could borrow up to 50% of what's there right? Not to exceed $50,000. So now what they're saying is you can borrow up to 50% of what's there, not to exceed $100,000. So they doubled the amount you could get out. Think what you could do with $100,000 if you put it to work over here in a deal. And that deal over the next 18 months to two years created a 100% rate of return. Think of what that would do for you, 
right? If you could just get that hundred grand out there working. Secondly, it allowed some savers to take early hardship withdrawals up to $100,000 from their 401k. Again, what they're telling you is, here's $100,000. You may not see that money in your entire life, and you're able to get it out of your 401k, right? A hardship withdrawal. Now, I'm pretty sure that means you still pay normal taxes, but guess what? If you get paid a paycheck, and this is what people don't understand, it's so, it's so stupid, guys. And I'm not calling you stupid. I'm calling the idea, the theory, the concept stupid. And you're just looking at it with crossed eyes going, mm, I don't understand. Everybody screams, cut off your hand, cut off your hand, cut off your hand. It should be a good thing, honey, don't you think? Since everybody else is saying cut off your hand. No, it's still not a idea, right? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about the head in the sand approach to your retirement plan. And uh, we've been talking about a little report that came out here from, uh, it was Forbes. And uh, it's talking about how nobody, I don't know, only 5% of you made any changes to your financial plan based on the COVID disaster that's going on around us. Um, they asked uh, respondents if COVID-19 would impact retirement plan by requiring them to work longer than they had planned. 11% answered yes. The most affirmative answers came from ages 45 to 54. Only group responding less than that are 18 to 24 year olds, which only 10, only 6% of those people believe they'd have to work longer. So they see this as a blip in the radar. Uh, reports indicated some employees have begun suspending their four, I'm sorry, some employers have begun suspending the 401k matching contributions. Our survey found that 4% of respondents have seen their employers suspend their 401k matching. So what's happening is these companies are, are suffering from the COVID environment decrease in profitability and they're getting rid of the match. Now the 401k is absolutely terrible investment, even with the match. If you've got an hour, I'll explain it to you. Come to my two day seminar and I'll show you exactly why in every teeny detail and numerically. But if you take away the match, it becomes not a poor investment, but a stupid investment. I mean, one where you have to be dumb as a rock to do it. And I know a lot of you don't believe that you can be dumb as a rock. I know I'm just as smart as the next person. I'm at least as sharp as the butter knife in the drawer. Of course you are, right? But all the silverware is sitting on the drawer laying on its back the same, dead. 
and you're dead in the water when it comes to retiring. You need to get over there in that big wooden block with the sharp, sharp, sharp steak knives and the sharp, sharp, sharp butcher knives. That's where you need to reside, over there in the butcher block, not in the drawer laying on your back with nothing happening. God, what a picture that is. <laughs> Lie down in the drawer and die, right? Uh, very few respondents have changed their overall approach to their finances. See if it has anything else. Meanwhile, only 3% of those surveyed said they plan to take Social Security earlier than planned. I don't even know what that means. Um, <laughs> you know, the thing now is, that, you know how you end up with more money with Social Security? Don't take it. If you wait until you're 70, 75 years of age, then instead of getting $2,500 a month, you'll get $3,500 a month. Whoopie-doo! Of course, you lost 10 years of earning Social Security. Plus, you lost 10 years of whatever the heck it is you're going to do with your life. It's People have just given up on retirement. It doesn't even seem like something realistic anymore. Again, I retired two and a half years after I started investing in real estate at 34 years of age. I wrote a book on how to retire in five to seven years. Not a book. Come on, Dell. I wrote a manifesto and created a course that taught how to retire in five to seven years. Within three to five years of writing that course and teaching that course, they changed the book on me. They changed the, the business model to two to five years. Why? Because I did it in two and a half years, but I didn't think everybody else could. And they did. They just started tearing it up. David Fisher brags that he did it in two years. He beat my two and a half years and many, many other things. Thousands of people have done it in two, three years, and so forth, and most people by five. Now that seems to be the longer of the, unless you just, like, are tinker toying around, you know, and not doing it. So what is important if your 401k is not? What's important is the median amount of income that you have compared to the median amount of savings that you have. So I looked up what the median amount of savings were in America today, and I got some numbers here for you. See if we can get this all in. Uh, Americans in their 20s have an average, have a median income of, I'm sorry, median savings of about 16,000. In their 30s, about 45,000. In their 40s, about 63,000. And that kind of rides with my kids. My kids are in their 20s uh, to 30s, and they have between, you know, 15 and $30,000. That makes sense. Uh, Americans in their 40s, 63,000. That seems rather low for someone 40 years of age, since I was a multimillionaire by age 40. Uh, Americans in their 50s, 117,000 median savings. And Americans in their 60s, 172. And I don't know how you survive with $172,000 in your 60s. I just don't even see how you'd ever retire with that. All right. And uh, they're saying, how much should you have? Well, if you're 30 years of age, you should have one to two times your annual salary. If you're 40, you should have three to four times your annual salary. If you're 50, you should have six to seven times your annual salary. And if you're in your 60s, you need eight to 10 times. So let's say you make 100,000 bucks a year, you need a million bucks in the bank minimum, 800 to a million dollars. And even then, how long could you live on? If you're living $100,000 a year, how long could you live on 800000 Doesn't seem like that works out very well financially. Numerically, doesn't seem to work out very well. But really, the secret is that that's not the way you want to look at it at all. Really, what you want to look at is what does it take to retire? And to retire, you need to replace your income with passive income. So I pulled up another chart that said median household income in the U.S. by age group. And between 15 and 24 years of age, the median income is $43,000 a year. Now, if you take out taxes, right, if you take out taxes, 
um, which I calculated tax would be 15%, the lowest tax rate, plus 7% Social Security and Medicare, which is half of what it would be if you're self-employed. That gives you a total of 22% taxes, which allows you to keep 78% of that 43, which gives you $33,954 a year. Divide that by 12 months, and what you're really living on is $28,29, $2,829 a month. Now, you wonder why it was so easy for me to retire at 32 years of age? Because I only needed $2,829 a month to retire. Wouldn't it be smarter to try to retire when you're younger than when you're older? Of course it would, right? If you move that up to age 25 to 34, the median income is $65,890. I jacked the uh, tax rate up to 20% on that and uh, from 15 because you're in a higher tax bracket. So that allows you to keep 73% of that. 73% of 68, 65, 8, 90. Uh, allows you to keep $48,099 a year, which is $4,008 a month. There you go. Most of you in your 30s should be able to retire with $4,000 a month. What is that? That's 10 rent houses. 10 rent houses are one small apartment complex, and you're done. At one time, I had over 100 rent houses, but that's irrelevant. I was doing it in a different manner. I was buying them in groups. But 10 rent houses, you're done. It's over. You never work another day in your life, Right? And then each and every year after that, you buy a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Maybe you progress and mature and buy apartment complexes. And then when you get to be 40, you're worth, you know, 5 million. When you get to be 50, you're worth 10 million. When you get to be 60, you're worth 50 to 100 million. Whew. It's a strange curve it makes, but that's the way it works, right? By age 35 to 44 years of age, the median is 80,743. I took this up to 25% tax. So that allows you to take home 54905 which means you need 4575 So you see it's not even that much more. One more house, two more houses, and you can retire at an $80,000 a year income, 81000 Now at 45 to 54, which is your highest earning potential years, uh, the median is 84464 Take that down from taxes, it comes to 57435 which is 4786 So you notice even in the highest earning years, of median incomes in the United States, you don't need more than $5,000 a month. Forty-seven, eighty-six, about $4,800 a month to retire. Think about that. Now it seems realistic. Now it seems like, and I can realize this, you're only taking home $57,000 out of $100,000. You're just not taking all that money home, right? And when you look at it that way, the income from real estate, the way we do it, is tax-free. We're going to teach you how to do that so you can do it tax-free, tax-deferred, until you want to pay the taxes, which if you're smart, I don't ever want to pay the taxes, but sometimes I've made some decisions to pay some. So you're in a situation where it's almost your hardest choice is to be able to have to make $47.86 a month. Now... At 55 to 64, the median income goes down to 68,900, which brings it back down to 4,000 to be like the median person. And at age 65 to 74, the median income is 43,696, which means you only have to make 28,29 a month to be making the same thing that the median person of that age makes. Guys, that's five rent houses, six rent houses. It's nothing. You should be retired. The only reason you're not is because you're not looking at it right. Age 75, when people dump their retirement funds and are forced to pull the money out and pay the highest taxes possible, the median income is 52000 a year, and they're taking home thirty-four ninety-seven. So there you go, $3,500. Now, 
When you buy yourself an apartment complex and you make five grand a month, you've covered all that. If you buy a larger one, you make 10 grand a month, you've doubled all that. If you buy a larger one, you make 20 grand a month and you've quadrupled, you've four times to that, whatever four times it is. Uh, it's just a matter of, guys, you're not looking at it right. You gotta look at it the right way to solve the problem. You can't solve the problem at the same level of thinking the problem was created at. That's Einstein. We'll be back in a few moments with the Dell Wamson Radio Show. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we've been talking about the head in the sand approach to retirement. And I just want to sort of sum it all up for you and bring it back down to reality. The reality is, is that the way you see retirement is wrong. The world is telling you from the time you're a kid that retirement, and this isn't how retired people live, by the way, this is what they're telling you, is that retired people save up a large sum of money, large sum of money, sorry, they worked when I got here this morning, and then they live off of it. But that just doesn't work. People that try to retire that way end up being forced to work into their 80s, whatever it is, they, you know, until they die. Because that type of income, you, you're gonna run out of money. In fact, your goal and two weird goals about that type of plan is, number one, you plan to be broke. You plan to be poor because you're planning on taking your money out of your retirement accounts at a very, very low tax rate. That means you're living on a very, very low amount of money. So your goal starts with let's fail. If we can be poor enough when we are old, we can take our money out of our 401k and our IRAs at a lower tax rate than we put it in there. But we have to be poor for that to happen. So rule number one in our plan is we have to fail. Number two, whatever amount of money we can save up, it's never going to be enough to live forever. So our second goal in our plan is to die. Yes, my friends, your goal is to die. Pick an age. When I was young, I picked the age 65. I'm 63. I've got two years left. Now I've got mega millions of dollars, so I'm not worried about making it. I'm done. I'm there. So, well, why'd you pick 65? Because no male in my family lived past 65 up until that point. My dad died at 65. My grandfather died at 65. My great-grandfather died at 66, 67. And it was so like, you know, I'm going to get my life in by age 65. You go, Dell, that's morbid. Well, as a young kid, it doesn't look morbid. As a young kid, it looks like, hey, if everybody I've ever seen in my family dies by that age, I better get my life in by then. Well, guess what? I'm 63. Maybe because I've never smoked. I don't know. Maybe because I exercised. Don't even know if I believe that. Whatever it is, I'm still here. I've had tons of operations and... Of many, many times, I've almost died of cancer, almost died of staph, almost died of uh, having my intestines rot out in my belly and had had them cut out and give me a colostomy sack and then eventually put it back in me. And then after that, my body fought that. And so I've got all kinds of back. I got everything wrong with me you could possibly have wrong with me. So it's likely I could die within the next two years. It's a possibility. Um, but the reality is I don't worry about it because there's no die on my plan. It's just not there because I have enough money. That's not a part of my plan. In your plan, you got to go, will we make it? There is no way I will run out of money. 
I mean, it just it's physically impossible. So take the when do I die out of your plan, and then all of a sudden you get up and go, you know, I'm 63. I'm not that bad. And I see a lot of people my age, and some of them are in really good shape, and some of them look pretty decrepit. Maybe I could do it. Maybe if I exercise and I, I eat right and I live a clean life, I can maybe make it to 70. And then I look and I see my wife just went to her mother's birthday, 80th birthday. I just missed my uncle's 82nd birthday, uh, which was the first male in my family to ever live that long. And he's like, you know, uh, he's like a mentor to me. Not in the form that you would call him up and say, Dell, here's what you do financially, here's what you do, you know, in life. He, he's, in, he's basically just doing it. In other words, it's not what somebody telling me what to do. He's just living. And by living, he's giving me hope, man. And I hope that I'm giving you hope that by having money and having retired at 32 and having taken and helped thousands, in fact, it's tens of thousands of people now retire, that you will understand that there is hope. And so just like I hope to live past 65, I've already fixed the money thing. You're probably going to live past 65 because the median age now is way higher than that, probably in the 80s. You're probably going to live past that. But you haven't fixed the I need to die problem in your financial future. So you need to fix that. So is your plan to work the rest of your life? Is that your plan? Because if you work the rest of your life, then you don't have to take your Social Security. So then your Social Security will go up from $2,500 a month to $3,000, maybe even $3,500. I don't know if it can actually go up to four. I don't know what the maximum is. And then if your wife had ever worked and she paid some Social Security, then maybe your wife can get some Social Security. And then you can pull some money out of your 401k and your IRA, and there you go. If you make too much Social Security and Medicare, and they're going to tax it. Did you even know that? It, you're at your retirement, if you make more money between what you withdraw and your Social Security and, and so forth, they are going to tax your Social Security again. I bet you didn't know that, did you? God, it's depressing listening to somebody who actually gives a crap about what the government's doing to your money. Now, you say, well, Del, should we all get up and rise up against the government? Well, until lately, I'd said no. <laughs> Recently, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here on the edge of a of a very fine line on the top of this fence, and you know, I don't know. Maybe we should. But bottom line is, uh, other than that, what your real fear should be right now is this. And I'm going to tell you a fear I actually believe, and I know you're not going to like it for multiple reasons. One, because it's going to hurt you, and two, because it's going to offend your belief in what's right and wrong. But here's what it is. There are so many of you that are so wishy-washy out there. You are going to let the fact that Trump is a complete idiot, says stupid stuff, acts like a childish little baby, is just retarded when it comes to communication. You're going to vote against him. And we're going to be taken over by socialists. Biden cannot last. He will be gone. Whoever they put in is assistant, and the other people around him will end up running the government, and they will change everything. Your tax rates, which Trump worked hard to get down, will fly back up. But I don't think you understand how high they want them to be. Bernie Sanders and his group want them to be what they were way back 100 years ago. What were they? 97% top tax bracket. Literally, folks, look it up. At one time, the top tax bracket was 97%. 
people, they'll take more than 50%, 60%, 70% of everything you earn. They'll turn this into a socialist country, and they'll take away all your rights. They'll take away all of your rights. And you will become a socialistic dweeb, imprisoned for the rest of your life. That's what I'm afraid is going to happen if you don't get out there and make some changes. Have a great day. And remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. Information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.